and one of the world's foremost authorities on ancient visitation, Zachariah Sitchin. His latest work, The Earth Chronicles, which is a comprehensive guide to his seven books of The Earth Chronicles. And it gives me great honor to introduce Zachariah Sitchin, an eminent Orientalist, biblical scholar, Zachariah Sitchin is distinguished by his ability to read ancient Sumerian clay tablets and other ancient texts. To such texts, religious texts, and archaeological findings, he has reconstructed epic events that support the existence of extraterrestrial gods who once set nations against nation and man against man. Zachariah Sitchin is a graduate of the University of London, worked as a journalist and editor in Israel for many years. Living now and writing in New York, he is our special guest tonight. Hello, Mr. Sitchin, and welcome to the Veritas Show. How are you? I'm fine, Mel. Thank you. Great to have you with us. By the way, may I call you Zachariah? By all means, that's what my friends call me. Thank you. Well, let's start because we have a limited amount of time, and we want to give the audience, your fans around the world, as much as we possibly can. Let's start from the beginning. And you've probably answered this question more than a million times. But for those around the world who may not be familiar with you, how did you start researching the Sumerian tablets and how were you able to translate them? Well, first of all, let me disagree with your premise that there are millions around the world who are not familiar with my writings. Are, no, are, no, no, are no, 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 no. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I said that. I'm, I'm uh, kidding. Th- yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, but in fact, I think it's important uh, to to for your listeners to know that uh, my my first book, The Twelfth Planet, was published in 1976, and some people who are now uh, reading it and discovering it uh, sometimes uh, tell me. Uh, having finished reading the book and all, and it says, I, I mean, the, 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 the person talking says, I realized that it was written before I was born uh, with so many a new, uh, new generation uh, that has come to understand what I was writing about. And uh, the books are uh, in uh, 25 languages, uh, most recently now in China. So... Um, uh, when, when, when your broadcast reaches uh, worldwide, uh, it will it, it, reach many people who, to whom I'm not uh, a newcomer. Yes, and by the way, just to clarify what I meant to say, that uh, you have answered the question a million times of how you came to research the Sumerian tablets and you, how you were able to translate them is what I meant. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's a, it's a, 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 a long story. It goes back to when I was when I was a, a schoolboy, studying. Uh, fortunately, the uh, the Bible, the Old Testament, in its original language, Hebrew, which which makes all the difference. And we came to uh, chapter six of Genesis that deals with the the so-called giants who were upon the earth before the deluge. And they married the daughters of men, of, of the Adam, and had children by them. And, and I questioned the teacher, why does he say giants when the, the word in Hebrew is nephilim, which means those have come down. Uh, I got, instead of being complimented, I got uh, reprimanded for questioning the Bible, which, of course, I was not, on the contrary. And, and uh, that, that was the beginning, because... Uh, 
I, I was told when, when I made more more inquiries that uh, it's all based on, on the so-called the myths, the myths, the mythologies of uh, of ancient peoples about uh, so-called gods. And uh, having, uh, as you mentioned, Mel, that uh, I've learned uh, some of the ancient languages and am able to read those tablets, uh, uh, so uh, when when I delved into it and began to to read those things for myself, uh, I said, uh, the, "This is not mythology. The, these are recollections of events uh, that uh, had really taken place on Earth, and that tell us how uh, uh, civilization began and even how uh, how man was created." and uh, and that's where we are since then. When somebody, and just to put this in perspective, when somebody learns a new language, uh, he or she has a teacher teaching the new language. However, you were able to translate this Sumerian tablet. With what point of reference, what point of reference did you use to, to come with the translation? Does that make sense? Well, the translations, I'm not uh, the only one who uh, who can read the tablets and translate them. They, they are <coughs> quite, uh, 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 some say about 200 people, maybe. I never counted them. But uh, they, they, this is not, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not the only one that, that can uh, read and understand those ancient tablets. And uh, uh, there, there are sometimes debates among scholars about uh, what does... Uh, uh, did this uh, sign uh, mean, or what does the sentence mean? And um, the, the 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 main difference uh, not is not the uniqueness in my being able to to read and, and translate. And the main difference is what what do you make of it? And if some if there's a text that deals, for example, an autobiography of the leader of the first group of 50 of those Nephilim, as the Bible called them. Uh, the Sumerians called them Anunnaki, uh, meaning those who from heaven to earth came. And that uh, if, if there is a text that is a, his actual autobiography, uh, which I enlarge upon in one of my books titled The Lost Book of Enki, uh, that uh, he says, when I approached the earth, I saw... Uh, uh, green, greenish uh, uh, areas. Uh, we 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 splashed down. We we waded ashore. If you ask others who are uh, dealing with this text, you say, "Is there such a text?" They say, "Yes, yes, of course there is such a text." So, so I say, "Yeah, but this is a myth." So, so Mel, what separates me from the others is that I say this is not a myth. It it really happened. It it did take place. That's the difference. Now, I must tell you, Zachariah, among the requests I receive for future guests, your name is always included, and I'm glad we have you on. You've dedicated your life to this research. Now, the newest book, The Earth Chronicles, it puts everything together. It's almost like a capsule of all your work, and I've heard you say it's a GPS of all your books. That's well, what not of all my books, you? I've written 13 books. It's to seven of them. There are seven of them that, that are right. a series. 
the Earth Chronicles books, book one, book two, etc. And this is really uh, like a mini encyclopedia, uh, which is unique because uh, many encyclopedias, uh, there's an encyclopedia about uh, uh, Egyptian art or about uh, ancient Greece or, 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 or uh, uh, Rome, or, you know, it's always very, very specialized. And this encompasses yes. all the ancient civilizations, no matter where, and shows that they were really uh, one and the same story. Now, what motivated you to create this compilation? And, and at your age, and I say this in the, in the most complimentary way, most people want to enjoy the fruit of their work and retire for good. And it says, if the word retirement was not in your vernacular, what keeps you going? <laughs> Writing more books. <laughs> That, that, <laughs> that, 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 that's an honest answer. Uh, that, that, that's what keeps me uh, going. And, that, uh, and I, I want to tell you that the, the, the more answers one comes up with, uh, the more questions that come up. And yes. uh, the, 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 this need to know is, is such a vast ocean that uh, no matter uh, where, uh, at which or you jump into it, there's so much other uh, vast areas to, to, to swim in and to find out things. So uh, uh, the, the continued research is really uh, writing. Is, is what keeps me going. And uh, the, the, the seven books of the Earth Chronicles um, um, make up together more, more than 2,000 pages. <laughs> so uh, you really uh, need, need this GPS that uh, uh, you, you just uh, say something, say uh, pyramids. And you, you, you go to the chapter with the letter P and the uh, P and Y, and, and you read all about the pyramids in Egypt and pyramids in the Americas and, uh, and what is common uh, to them and, and so on. So uh, this is why it's uh, so useful, and it's called the handbook. You know, Sakharia, we are captives of our current technology. What if you had been alive 100 or more years ago and were to attempt to translate the tablets and saw that it's known, what it's known today as an astronaut saluting a rocket. 100 years ago, there weren't any astronauts or rockets. What would you have said then? And could there be something said, that we... I, I myself would have said, it's a very large, they are saluting a very large pencil. Right. Yeah, you are right. We are, we are captives of our technology. And uh, some people... Uh, may in uh, whatever, five years or 50 years, I look at the same text that I have uh, uh, used and, and rendered and, and say, well, they, they are not uh, saying this in the, or that. They, they, they are really talking about some uh, high-tech uh, uh, events or, or equipment or whatever. And they'll say, how come Sitchin didn't realize that they are talking about... Uh, who knows what? So, uh, so I, uh, I don't would not be surprised if, uh, in time, others will find even more amazing things in those ancient texts than I did. I guess what I'm trying to say, and for example, your first book, The Twelfth Planet, it, have your research changed with the advent of technology since you started? In other words, can you say now, well, 
really what I meant to say back in 1972 was, for example, the internet or something new. Has anything of that changed? Well, uh, not not basically, but uh, for example, <clears throat> there is a, a term that uh, <laughs> no one, including uh, myself, knows how to translate it, and uh, it, it's pronounced uh, me, like M-E, but not, not me, but me. It's pronounced me. me. And, 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 and the, 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 this object uh, was so small that when a certain goddess, Inanna, later known as Ishtar, <laughs> wanted them in order to make her uh, her uh, small small uh, city uh, a major a major uh, uh, capital uh, she she went to the god of science and uh, wanted some of those men and uh, there's a whole story there that uh, uh, she she was very sexy so I won't go into those details anyway she ended up uh, stealing them rather than than getting them and and she she had a hundred of them uh, in her hand in one hand she held a hundred of them now uh, frankly when I started to write and the first book as you mentioned the twelfth planet was in nineteen published in nineteen seventy six. Uh, it was, uh, I would use the uh, memory chips, um, that, that the best I could do. Now, uh, we, we probably we, we would say, uh, what? Uh, microchips. Microchips, uh, because they get smaller and smaller, and, and, and they can uh, store uh, more and more information as they get tinier. So what, so, and, and, and the, the list of, of what those mess controlled was uh, all kinds of sciences, metallurgy, uh, social organization, how to build temples, or all, <laughs> any, anything you know for, 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 a, for a major capital, even nowadays. All the instructions for that were in those hundreds that, that she stole and had in one hand. Now, uh, it is quite possible that in a few years from now, somebody will say, well, it was really, uh, and yes, it's memory chips, but they are really not, not, not electronic anymore. They are, they are really based on DNA. You know, they are molecular memory. So who knows? So um, uh, it, it's open-ended, Mel. It's, it's not, I don't have the final word. I don't claim to have the final word. Sure. And it's good to admit, admit that because the terms may change. First, it was a brain computer, then it could be a microchip, then it could be nanotechnology, biocomputer, etc. Now, Egypt and Lebanon. I'm always, everybody's fascinated by the way the pyramids were, were built, Baalbek in, in Lebanon. In your research, have you found anything as to how those structures were built? No. Not even Baalbek. No, I mean Baalbek, about which I write in, I think, in more than than one of my books. One, one is a, in one of those uh, Earth Chronicle series books, and then I write about yes. it in one of my autobiographical books, uh, describing the, the the actual visit there, uh, because I was there. Um, 
not only the 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 the, the, the whole uh, complex which which consists of of uh, uh, I don't I I don't know what what weight is there because the the, the smallest stone blocks there are 600 tons. The average one is 900 tons, and uh, especially three of them, which are called the triliton in the Western Wall, weigh 1,100 tons each. So there's no technology even today that, that can even lift such a thing. And about two miles away in a valley, uh, one of those colossal stones is still uh, three quarters quarried and still stuck the one edge is still stuck in the ground, uh, not the, the, the quarrying was not completed of it. So someone not only could cut perfectly the, the shape of this stone block, but could lift it and move and it, yes, carry it over the valley to the the mountain part, about two miles away, and place it precisely because all those stones are held together without any mortar. Just they fit so perfectly that they withstood time and earthquakes and, and invasions and anything. And uh, uh, it, it, it's incredible, but it's there. And how it was done, I don't know. We're so, in general, we're so arrogant in the modern civilization to think that we know it all. We're trying to build a better mousetrap, so, so to speak. And when we look back at, again, going to Balpec and see the structures and, and the way they were moved and the weight, something happened where that knowledge was there. Obviously, they were more advanced than we are today. What happened to that knowledge? Who took it? Who, who disappeared that knowledge? Well, uh, in, 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 in my late, latest but, but one book, which is titled The End of Days, uh, I deal with uh, what have, I mean, not open, what happened to their handiwork, but uh, what happened to them, and, uh, <clears throat> and they did leave. They did leave, and uh, the the issue, and uh, this is part of of uh, all all the uh, hoopla today about uh, 2012. By the way, is that yes. um, uh, they promised to return, and. Um, uh, so that's I, that's what happened to them. <laughs> they they left, uh, whether uh, uh, happy or disgusted. <laughs> uh, you you can have your choice of this text or that text. Uh, some were happy with mankind, and some were very uh, disgusted with the way we turned out. Uh, and. Um, and they promised to come back, and that's where all the prophecies about uh, um, the end of days and Armageddon come come into play. So uh, uh, they left, and they took they left, and they took the instruction manuals with them, didn't they? Yeah, they they well, yeah. All all this talk, you know, some people uh, are persuaded to spend time and money looking for. Uh, a hall of records or whatever. Uh, and now they, uh, 
they, they did not uh, have to, 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 to build some underground facility to keep, uh, to keep records uh, because, as I, say, as I said, uh, uh, all, all the knowledge that they needed uh, with, with, with which to, to, to build cities and to build civilization was a uh, uh, hundred of those uh, men. I don't know, again, still to this day, how to translate it. All the men, uh, you could hold a hundred of them in one hand, so they were microchips. Uh, I, I frankly think the more, the, the more we advanced, that they were more, more molecular. Uh, I, I think that uh, in the end, we'll find out that, that the, the real uh, storage uh, place is DNA, and then not... not uh, an electronic uh, device. Well, speaking of electronics devi- devices, if, God forbid, there's a nuclear exchange in today's world, we, we keep our knowledge and our data in paper, books, in computers, in, in silicone chips, etc. But back then, there may have been nuclear uh, weapons detonated during that time, but because they were left on, on clay tablets, we're lucky to have that knowledge today. Do you think that that may repeat itself? Oh, that, that, that is a point that I used to make at, at the beginning of, of my talking about my books. Uh, when, when I said that uh, uh, the Sumerians wrote on, on clay tablets, uh, the p- people would, uh, the, the first reaction would be, oh, they were that primitive. So I would bring with me, right. I would bring with me to the lecture a clay tablet, you know, small enough to hold to hold it in my hand, and uh, hold it up in one hand, and in the other hand I would hold up one of my books, and I say uh, to the people, which one of these do you think will last another six thousand years? <laughs> and of course it's the clay tablet and not not the paper book. So you're quite right in making this observation. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I'm not an expert on that, but I suppose a nuclear blast will probably wipe out all the electronic memories. Is it true that in that area of the world, and I hear this again and again, there are areas completely infertile, and you could even see glass, glass sand on the floor. Uh, can we estimate that a nuclear device was exploded there yeah, at one point. Yeah, in the Sinai, in the Sinai Peninsula, I uh, I deal deal with it in both my travel books and in the Earth Chronicles. Uh, I have a book titled "The The Wars of Gods and Men," uh, dealing with that particular issue and show uh, photographs. Uh, yeah, there is an area in the Sinai uh, where uh, there's no doubt a nuclear explosion had taken place. In your research, have you found why or what happened? Why was it caused? Yeah, yeah, it was a quarrel among themselves. They, some, some people sometimes ask me, uh, how did they look? Did they look like us? And I say, no, we look like them, <laughs> because that's how they fashioned us in their image and after their likeness, as the Bible says. And, uh, and that's not only in the image, but also in their likeness, in their character, etc. They, uh, they were no, no, not above uh, uh, quarreling, uh, loving, hating, being jealous, quarreling, and, and, and resorting to, to, to nuclear weapons. So uh, 
they were our teachers. And, and unfortunately, we learned not only the good from them, but also uh, the bad from them. And many people say that the more we continue to evolve technologically and leaving spirituality behind, we are doomed to repeat, or repeat this again and wipe us out again, right? Probably, probably. Now, in your research, you say the Anunnaki came here for gold to replenish their dwindling atmosphere. On their planet. Uh, right, in Nibiru. As you may know, allegedly we use aluminum spread by chemtrails to shield us from the sun. Is there a correlation here? And by the way, it took you 30 years to research your first book before it was published, yes. right? Yes. So what... what uh, are you asking me something or are you... No, I'm, I'm asking... A point? Uh, that that corroborates what I wrote. Yes, the 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 goal they use it to for the dwindling atmosphere, and here we are using chemtrails to spread aluminum, supposedly to reduce the global warming and to shield the the uh, the solar rays from well, it's from the basically planet. Basically, the same idea. I don't know. Yes. If if uh, in the end they'll find out that uh, uh, gold is this the the, the most suitable. Uh, uh, element found in nature for the purpose, but uh, it's it's basically the same idea. So, uh, in in one of my books titled Genesis Revisited, uh, the subtitle is 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 modern science catching up with ancient knowledge, and that gets uh, repeated over and over again. No, Sakaria, Sakaria, this is something that you don't hear that much, but many people don't know that NASA astronomers have found this 10th planet in our solar, 12th planet in our solar system, and are so sure about it that the only thing left is to name it. Is this Nibiru, and why isn't this information more public? Ask the government. Well, I suppose the question is, what would be the consequences if it's admitted? Yes. Can you speculate? Yeah, well, I don't know. If I were uh, responsible, as, as the government is... Uh, I might also hesitate in being so candid. Is it because the moment you admit it, you have to... Well, I don't know. There are all kinds of consequences, uh, political, religious, I suppose, uh, especially religious are the touchy uh, issue here. And uh, so... As you call it, Hoopla, with the 2012, there's a new movie coming out that deals with if your government knew that a celestial object was coming, would they tell you? And the answer is no. What would they even say it if there's nothing they can do to save us? Let's just pretend. Well, is that what the movie is about? Yes. Well, I wonder where they got the idea for it. Maybe they read your books. <laughs> well, <laughs> I wonder, I wonder, man. Anyway. Uh, you shouldn't even wonder. I've, I've seen a lot of documentaries, and just by, by the first 10 minutes, I know that they read your books, and they, they get that information from you, and they pretend it's science fiction or mythology when you claim that this is not, right? That's, that's the difference, yes. Now, let me disclose that you are not religious, but you believe the veracity of the Bible and its prophecies. Can you elaborate on this? Well, I think... Our time is up, Mel. So uh, I, uh, I'll agree to, to be a guest again discussing the Bible. How about that? Okay. I was happy to, that, I, that I have a host who is so knowledgeable.
Thank you very much. Well, I hope that in the future we can do another show. Yeah, I would. I would. Yeah, I would. Give me some time and we will do it. Thank you very Thank much. You, Take care. Bye. Bye.